soothsayer bids you beware the Ides of March. KFI! Handle here on a March 15th Wednesday. Ides of March are upon us. The good news about the Ides of March is tomorrow I no longer tell you it's the Ides of March. Matter of fact, March 16th comes by and Michelle is thrilled. That is March 16th. All right. Uh, So I want to share a story with you. And this has to do with uh, some specific stories. Uh, The headline is ICE agents are making arrests at courthouses. And boy, there is a backlash. And I'm talking about people, women coming in, asking for restraining orders against their husbands, coming in for traffic violations. And the cops are, or the ICE agents, actually sit there in court and wait. Uh, There's one woman, this part of Pasadena, Octavio, or this one guy, uh, well, Octavio Chaidez is the lawyer who had a client in a Pasadena courtroom last month, four men jumped up from the bench, rushed towards them. They asked the client's name. He said, yeah, here's my name. Uh, and then they go, oh, you're really uh, your name? And he says, yep. They pull out the badges. They say, we're from ICE. And then they took him in. Chaidez is a lawyer who uh, works uh, as a defense attorney in L.A. County for about 15 years. He's never seen ICE agents make an arrest inside of a courthouse. But in the past few weeks, attorneys, prosecutors in California, Arizona, Texas, Colorado have all reported teams of ICE agents, some in uniform, some not, going into the courtrooms. Now, this I love this story. I'm taking uh, this part of it from the L.A. Times. Sweeping into courtrooms or lurking outside court complexes. You think the L.A. Times is a little bit biased? They're the agents lurking and are willing, waiting to arrest immigrants who are in the country illegally. So, the ICE folks have actually defended the tactic, saying, uh, here's the problem that we have. And that is, this is the only place we can get them when we know they're going to show, going to show up. Why? Because local authorities have made it impossible for us to pick up these people from the jail. They won't tell us. Now, these aren't people that are just illegal I mean, there is a connection there. Something is wrong. There is a criminal record. There's something going on. You don't just arbitrarily come in and pick someone up. I mean, they don't just camp at courthouses and everybody with a Hispanic name, they check off a list. And so uh, in the years past, this is ICE saying most of these individuals would have been turned over ICE by local authorities when they were released from jail based on ICE detainers. Here, we want this person. Well, law enforcement agencies don't honor that anymore. And so these people are released on the streets and ICE now has to figure out where they are. And so into the courthouse they go or waiting for them outside. And they made arrests in courthouses before, but they're doing it more and more and more. And we're talking about people paying parking tickets. One couple even getting uh, married inside of a Kern County courthouse. So what's the takeaway on that one? Well, two things. Number one, don't commit crimes and don't commit crimes if you're an illegal alien. Okay? So there is one story of which uh, Wayne Resnick, who uh, knows the feds very well, this goes back to February 9th. Uh, A woman is uh, accused, uh, her husband, of abuse. And uh, she's arrested seeking a restraining order in El Paso, the courthouse. An undercover agent was seated behind the woman 
And there were other women wanting protective orders against their husbands, their boyfriends. And agents eventually arrest her. I'm assuming she already got a restraining order. Irvin Gonzalez Torres. Huh. Now, tell me a little bit about... Is that huh? Is that huh about the name? Uh, yeah, that's is, one thing. This is, a, this is a transgender woman. So that's why the name, you might... When you hear the name, you might think of a man... But we're all referring to her as a woman because it's a transgender woman. So why, if you're a transgender woman, would you keep a male name? Unless you're moving from female to male. Do we know? I think a lot of times name changes don't happen until until a transition is completed. Because, you know, you want to legally change your name at some point. Uh, that's true. And uh, at what point does the court uh, give you the ability to do that? I think you can legally change your name any day of the week. If That's I, true. If I, I just, wanted to change my name to Wilhelmina, I don't have to wait until my operation is finished. When they, uh, you know, transfer my um, uh, angina into a a, a schwanz. I think this person ha- was busy with a lot of other stuff uh, during this time. I know that the the headline is about you know she's getting a restraining order no, and they I know come the- and arrest her, but she so let's say she's been very busy over the last five six years doing some other things as well. Okay, so the entire issue here is she has a criminal background. Yes, and she should be picked up. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you her history. You decide if this is the kind of person who should be prioritized to get to get picked up. Um, false imprisonment conviction here in L.A in 2010, gets placed on probation, violates probation, gets another 60 days in jail for violating the probation, and then another 45 days for violating again. Then, and this is interesting, she was convicted of domestic battery in 2011 here in L.A., 180 days jail. And then this is the big one, Bill. Formal conviction for what we call reentry of a deported alien. All right, which in and of is itself. It's a big felony. Yeah, it's a big one. So here what the civil libertarian and the illegal alien activists are yelling at, courthouse. You can't go into courthouses and grab these people where they're, when they're getting restraining orders or paying parking tickets. And ICE, in its defense, and I couldn't agree more, saying if that's the only place we can get them and they should be arrested and deported, what's your bitch? What's your complaint here? Come on. What? And we we give the local... We know they've been arrested. And we tell the local sheriff, you know what? Here's a detainer, uh, a detainment request. As soon as there is a release, let us know when someone's going to be released. Nope. Not going to do it. So off they go. And if uh, ICE has information as to where and when, courthouse, for example, sometimes school, we've seen... Uh, who was it the, uh, a couple of weeks ago where a man is dropping his kids off school and is picked up? Okay. Why? Oh, God forbid he was picked up because he should have been picked up. And the fact he was being dropped, the kids being dropped off at school. Yeah, it's horrible. But you know what? Where then? Am I going to give you a list of where it's appropriate? All right. Now let's take another spin uh, coming up about fearful parents. What do they do when they get deported and their kids are still here? I'll share that story with you. KFI AM 640. Where are the Ides of March?
KFI AM 640. Handle here on March 15th on a Wednesday, the Ides of March. All right, we were just talking about ICE agents uh, picking up illegal aliens and deporting them. And I'm talking about at courthouses. And I defended ICE on this one, 100%. Because as offensive it is, you're talking about mothers who are getting restraining orders or wives or girlfriends getting restraining orders against the boyfriends and husbands and why pick them up in court because there's no place else because that's where ice gets them because the local authorities won't help so here is something that actually is a little bit more heartfelt and this one uh this one's tough and this has to do with uh, people here who are illegally here who have DACA kids, dreamer kids, and they're not very old. Kids that were born here, and in some cases, families of three or four kids in which half of them were born here and half were born in Mexico or Guatemala and then brought over the border illegally. And that is a mess. So what's going on in terms of uh, this the fear factor that these illegal aliens are having. It's a whole different world. I mean, under President Obama, uh, assuming that you paid your taxes and you were a person that didn't commit any crimes, you were pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to bother you. There's someone that we know in our family who I've known for decades uh, who is Hispanic, and I was stunned to find that that person was here illegally. Had no idea has been in this country north of 30 years. Under President Obama, that was nothing. That was that was a no-brainer. There wasn't an issue. Today, under President uh, Trump, it's a very different issue, and not necessarily in terms of who's being tossed out. Because in reality, Donald Trump and the administration is doing exactly what uh, President Obama did. And that is throw out people with criminal records, throw out gang members, that sort of thing. So it hasn't changed DACA, but it's the rumors. It's the changes. What happens in the Latino community, especially anybody connected to the immigrant issue, both north and south of the border, is that any news immediately sweeps through the community like wildfire. For example, the potential of when DACA came out, All of a sudden, oh, my God, amnesty, amnesty, amnesty. So anything positive effectively is amnesty, and anything negative means we're all going to be thrown out. And it is a problem, at least emotionally, for these people. So you know what these fearful parents who are open to deportation are doing when they have kids in this country? Two choices. Choice number one is just take the kids with them. Right, Kids who have been here for 13, 14, 15, 8 years and go back to Mexico where if they're poor, they have no chance. Mexico, if you're poor, is a toilet and you have no opportunity to do anything with yourself or a future. So you want to stay here. So you know what they're doing? For the kids that are here and the family is going to be deported, mom, maybe dad or both, then they're finding friends to take care of the kids in case they're deported. And they're actually signing documents. And they're signing power of attorney. Powers of attorney. Uh, there is uh, Andres Paredes, who is uh, here locally, a Mormon church person, a leader in the Mormon church, 
three of this woman's kids. This is uh, Lorena Napola. Three of her kids are U.S. citizens. One is not. So she's asked Paredes, who is a Peruvian who came here decades ago, clearly legal, may very well be an American citizen, to draw powers of attorney that give him the authority to make school, medical, and other decisions for her kids in case she and her husband are deported. And Paredes said, uh, my heart's breaking. I'm being assigned powers of attorney. I've already done it with two other families. And he said, it's a big responsibility, and I'm not sure it's entirely uh, sunk in yet. Matter of fact, the fear is so great among those who are here illegally, and they've reached such a pitch that some of them have just altered their lifestyle. Won't even answer the door if someone knocks for fear that it's going to be an immigration official. And they pay super close attention to reports of anything that happens with ICE and ICE actions. Social media, the news, whatever. Barry Love, who is in Salt Lake City and a Mormon leader, uh, said uh, that they're going, that these illegal aliens, uh, these uh, undocumented immigrants with kids, uh, are going out and by the fistful finding people they trust to sign those power of attorney papers. Because it's a horrible choice. If, if parents get deported, I mean, when they talk about breaking up families, you can look at it legally and say, yes, these people should be deported. Uh, but then when you look at it on a family-by-family basis, how does your heart not break on this? You've got parents that have to make the choice. It's like Sophie's choice. You have to make the choice. Do the kids stay here without us and have a family member or a friend take care of them? And our family is now disrupted. It's basically our family as a family unit is gone. And maybe forever. Or do we bring them back to Mexico? Knowing how poor people are in Mexico. It's, and they're poor. I mean, poor. When they, especially when they come from these small villages. No one comes across the border from a wealthy family in Mexico or Guatemala or El Salvador. No one who has money and has a great position then sneaks across the border. These are people who had it very rough. Our housekeeper, Maria, who came here illegally, I think it was 25 or 28 years ago, uh, and then became legal in the first amnesty program. I mean, she grew up in a village in El Salvador that had no running water. The houses had no running water. She had to go down to the river, you know, with the you know the big uh, baskets over their head kind of thing. Kerosene lamps. I mean, it's just, it's an it's a movie. Breakfast was tortillas and coffee because they couldn't afford anything. They raised a pig, but they could never eat that pig. It had to be sold for food. I mean, that's the kind of poor we're talking about. So what do these families do? I mean, where do you go with that one? You know, I have no idea with this. Legally, I'm fine going, hey, so, you know, we have to keep our, uh, our borders secure, which we do. And at the same time, uh, you look at a family who has to make that choice, that's scrambling for power of attorney to make sure that uh, medical decisions, school decisions can be made on the behalf of your children that you're not going to see as they then get the opportunity to live here in America where there is a true future, where there really is opportunity. All right, something new. Every Wednesday at 9.30, we're going to bring you the oxytocin report uh, where we actually... Get away from all the negative and disturbing news 
an attempt to make you feel good. And Wayne Resnick does that. And he's going to try to make me feel good. And I'm going to be honest about it, by the way. I'm not going to do my normal curmudgeoning. I'm, if, if it's a good story that actually I can feel, we're going to do it. All right, Wayne? Yes, sir. Okay. I hate life. It's all a crock. Was that getting the last angry Yeah, I'm getting, out of your I'm getting it out. I'm getting it out. Okay. Beware the Ides of March. KFI AM640 handle here. The Ides of March are upon us. And the Ides end today. Oh, there you go. Michelle and uh, Wayne are jumping up and down and dancing to the music. You get to talk about the, You get to mention the Ides of March 23 times, and then you have to stop. Okay, fair enough. I have one more break about the Ides of March. Maybe I'll do it at uh, the end of the show when we talk to Gary and or Shannon. All right. Uh, a new segment that we uh, have started. I think Michelle came up with this. Or did you come up with this? No, Wayne? Michelle came up with this. All right. This. And that is the oxytocin report. We're going to do every Wednesday at this time, starring Wayne Resnick. So first of all, what is oxytocin? Oxytocin is one of the most amazing hormones in your body that is released when, for example, a mother breastfeeds her baby and it causes that bonding it's also released when uh let's say at the uh, conclusion of pleasure okay got it okay just you and just feel great it makes you feel right. great and also it makes you bond to other people it fair increases enough. your empathy all right fair enough then of course i want to get into the uh immediately the joke how do you make a hormone and i'm not and i'm not going to go there you don't pay her okay now i know that's just such a sleazy bad joke so the whole point of this is uh, that Wayne is going to come up with stories because we do such negative stuff every day, you know, disturbing news, uh, news that is contentious. So this is actually a feel-good uh, session. That's We're going to do that. And Wayne's going to come up with stories. I have not heard them yet. This is a case of first impression. Yes, because... Where because, we all hear them at the same time. Because part of the deal is is to see every week, it'll be every Wednesday at 9.30, to see if we can get you right. to release some oxytocin in now, your big brain. All right, so let me set up uh, the rules of this, okay? Uh, I uh, am going to be totally honest. Yeah, I'm going to remove the curmudgeon part of me and look at this because, I, you know what, I do feel good. Sometimes. Rarely. Okay, not very often. But there, I tell you, there are things that move me. There really are. Like when my kids give me back the credit card and say, here. Oh, thank goodness. What? You put your hand, you want what? You're putting your hands in your head, Wayne. You oh, still your, 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 idea, your idea of feel-good events and mine may be different. Oh, okay. Let's see. All right, let's do it. Let's do a story. Right, and wanna, and wanna, this is honest now. I want to start off with this one because they were talking about, I don't know why, Jennifer and Mike Schaefer were talking about like what they were like in high school. And one of these stories has to do with uh, what some kids have done at a high school in Florida. It's a huge high school. There's like 3,500 students at this high school, uh, Boca Raton High School. And there's lots of new kids coming in all the time. And, you know, if you've, I don't know if you've ever been the new kid oh, yeah. at a school. Sure. It can be pretty lonely at first. Yeah, so, I, was the, I was the new kid in the country when I came in and didn't speak English. How's oh, that for a you're new gonna kid? Li- you're going to like this then. Um, so they started a club. And let's hear a little bit about that right now. When the lunch bell rang in Boca Raton, Florida, 3,400 kids spill into the courtyard 
and split into their social groups. But not everyone gets included. It's not a good feeling, like you're by yourself, and that's something I, w- I don't want anybody to go through. Dennis Esteban is a Haitian immigrant. When he came here in first grade, he says he felt isolated, especially at lunch. To me, it's like if we don't try and go make that change, who's going to do it? So with some friends, Dennis started a club called We Dine Together. Their mission is to go into the courtyard at lunchtime to make sure no one is starving for company, for new kids especially. The club is a godsend. You're probably meeting kids you never would meet on the football team. Ever. (laughs) Gene Max Maridu actually quit the football team. Gave up all the perks that come with it, just so he could spend more time with this club. I don't, I don't mind not getting a football scholarship. This is what I really want to do. Okay, stop it right there. Okay, I don't care if I get a football scholarship. Okay, this kid obviously is a, a special needs kid. Uh, there no. Is, I mean, no. that's not to say this isn't a great thing, but you reach a point where it just goes over the line. But let's continue on. That was it? Yeah, that's it. That's oh. the whole thing, is that these kids decided what no, they're going to do every lunch period. I is. get it. They look for the kids that are no, sitting alone, and, and they go up to them, they introduce yeah. themselves, they strike up conversations, yeah, which is kind and of, they make sure everybody feels included. It, you know what? That's a great thing for them to do. And on a personal note, uh, I, I remember being told, and I was young, too, and I still remember vividly uh, being by myself and the kids ignoring me, and uh, when I... You know, look, hear this story. A couple things come to mind. Uh, Number one, hey, I went through it. So should you. All right. Buzz off. Okay, that's one. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is, and realistically, uh, it's to treat kids who are that lonely. uh, You know what? That's a good thing. Do I feel good about it? Yeah. yeah, Okay. You know, it's, uh, it's better than not. And then part of that big story is this. You know, half an idiot who is giving up football scholarship to have lunch with people who probably don't like him after they get to know him. <laughs> Come on, Bill. Here's the thing. Can you say, I don't believe that he had a football scholarship okay. that he gave up. He's sort of saying, I'm giving up my chance to maybe. Okay. And at high school level, as you know, the chances that he would actually go on to Unless be a football good. player. But even giving up a football team uh, in, in doing this for kids. So uh, I give it on feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go one to ten on a feel good. How good you feel? Yeah, how good you feel? All right. Uh, it's certainly more than five. Okay, I'll give it a seven point three. I consider that a huge success from you. Okay, now let's move to a local story. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been down to Huntington Beach Boardwalk Fresh Burgers and Fries. I have never place been there. Down no. there. Yes, uh, it's pretty popular. They do a good business, and the owner has hired a couple of. Um, developmentally disabled adults to work at the burger place. And it's part of the Orange County Goodwill Employment Works program that they have because sometimes employment can be a challenge for those people. And they placed a couple of people there at Boardwalk Fresh Burgers and Fries, and they are doing amazing, so much so. Here's the thing. Not just that you hire somebody who maybe would have trouble okay. getting a job. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Okay. And then come back. I'll and, tell you what the twist is. And finish the story. The twist. Ah, how's that for a tease, huh? KFI AM 640. Oh, you know, that's going to be our new theme song for this segment. I love it. My handle here. Uh, until uh, top of the hour when uh, Gary and Shannon come aboard. So we're doing something new, and it's it literally it's evolving as we speak. 
Every week at 9.30 on Wednesday, we're going to do the Oxycontin Report, where uh, Wayne Resnick comes in and gives us good stories. Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Did I say Oxycontin? I think you were thinking of Oxycontin. Uh, yeah. Which also makes people feel good, go but we're going for way. the natural high. Right, exactly. And the stories uh, that Wayne are kicking out are feel-good stories. Uh, stories that are designed to get away from the horrible, distressing, disturbing, disturbing, negative stories that we talk about every day. So we were talking about, and I was going to go from one to 10, and we just did one where I gave it a 7.3 about feeling good. And that's a school that happens to have a club where people uh, come together and make the kids who are by themselves, et cetera, feel good and join them for lunch. So uh, I said, we're evolving. And so this is what we came up with. First of all, it can't be a one to 10 because I'm never going to feel b- bad about a story. It's going to be a levels of good, right? And it can go anywhere from, you know, okay, pretty good to insanely good. And then uh, we came up with uh, the bagel scale. And that is, it's one to five bagels. Right. And you one, will rate the level of joy you're feeling. But on the bagel scale. On the bagel scale. Be- and why? Because what gives you the most joy of anything in the world? Bagels with uh, locks on them. Yeah. It's the and, perfect unit of yeah, joy. It's perfect. So... Uh, the previous story, I would give it uh, three and a half bagels. That's pretty good. Which is very good. That's a lot of bagels. Yeah, and that's based on the fact that I had that same problem when I came to the United States by myself, lonely, didn't speak English, and my dad right. was a total non-assimilated weirdo. Where and I've done this story before, the lunchbox story. I look weird. I talk weird. It was just insane. So uh, we are now doing story number two that uh, Wayne was talking about, and this is a burger joint in Huntington Beach on the pier that hires special needs peoples. Right, and and the owner um, <clears throat> has hired two of these people, and here's the part that's great. And not just that this guy's hiring people who need help getting employment and the Orange County Goodwill program is doing such good work, but these guys come to the burger place, and they're working like crazy. You know, on a busy shift, they'll make 700 they got to make 700 burger patties all at once. But here's the best part of it. The owner said that these guys have brought sent, uh, such a sense of community and camaraderie to the burger place that for the first time this last holiday season, for the first time ever, he held an employee party for everybody. Because previously, you know, we're all just working at the burger place, but these guys come in. And they're mentally challenged, but they have such spirit that everybody feels like a family now over there. So he wanted to even have a party for everybody over the holidays. Eh. This one does not seem to be no. uh, increasing no. your joy. No, it really doesn't. I mean, it's okay. It's uh, one and a half bagels. Uh, it's not, it, this is not bagelrific. Is it because you can't identify with any of the people in the story? No, no, I have, uh, no, 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 no. I have. Uh, first of all, uh, I do have employee parties. We have one every year for our employees, and I just believe in those uh, because of uh, the camaraderie, the BS camaraderie. They just come for the drinks. I mean, please give me a break. Uh, and uh, the special needs things, uh, you know, frankly, I'll tell you why that doesn't impress me because everybody should do it. You and, mean people should be giving yeah. them a chance to yeah, show Yeah, they should. And well, it's, then it's, it's an not, inspiration. Well, not really. All right. And I, well, let's move on to something else then. Although okay. I'll, I'll take one and a half bagels yeah, from I mean, you. I'm trying to think. If I hired special needs people in uh, in the past, most of my employees actually are special needs. At least they come off that way. Um, 
Let's now just, let's just move on. It was okay. It was not tremendous, Fair terrific. Enough. Yeah, they okay. can't, they're not. You know, they're especially, not all going to be yeah, five bagel stories right. for and you, especially the party. Eh. Okay. okay, so now. It's long been understood that one way you can improve your mood is to go outside and be in the outdoors. But now they're saying all you have to do to feel good is watch nature documentaries on television. And they proved this with science. Uh, The BBC has a new series coming out. It's called Planet Earth 2. It's one of their nature series. So what they wanted to do to kind of promote it is to do a scientific study. And they got a guy at Berkeley. Uh, Professor Keltner up at Berkeley, he studies the science of emotion. So they got people into a room and they have these special face recognition cameras that can look at your facial expressions and everything. And then they also had surveys for the people and they had them watch clips from this nature documentary, all these cute animals running around in the prairie. And they analyzed their facial expressions. And here's what they found. That watching a nature documentary decreases nervousness, anxiety, and even if you're feeling low energy, it actually improves that. And it increases feelings of amazement, wonder, curiosity, and all of those feelings have been linked not only to being happy, but here's the other thing. When you're in awe of something, it makes you more empathetic. To other people. All right. So let me respond to that. First of all, I love nature documentaries. I watch them all the time. National Geographic. And uh, particularly, I I bring the entire family together. I know, Shannon, if you ever watch nature documentaries, I like the ones uh, with lions. Uh, Oh, no. Because you like it when they eat their young. No, no. First of all, they don't eat their young. Certainly not on video. But as the lions are walking away, I usually turn to one of my daughters Mm. and go, look at the size of those nuts. I knew it was going to take a turn. I just didn't know which turn. Have you ever take. seen? Have you ever seen a lion naked? It's like a choose-your-own-ending adventure, yeah. but you know every Absolutely. ending it's is depra- terrible. It's depraved. Yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, it's bad. true though. It's all true. Have you ever seen a lion's nuts? I have not. I'll look, Google look it right up. now. Google lion's right, nuts right. and see how big they are. By the way, so that story, for you, yeah, for it's, you, it's okay. That was an okay because I do. I don't feel different when I see lion's nuts. So I can't relate to that. So that's a, a you know what? <laughs> I don't think it's um, specifically about that. Uh, Speaking but, of animals, yes, I saw two baby animals on my way to work. I saw a baby hummingbird oh. and I saw a baby squirrel. Oh, did you run over it? Because a lot of people do. God, no. All right. What's wrong with you? I'm just and saying, there go the oxytocin levels. <laughs> and I wanted to uh, bring you all uh, aware of our baby animal March Madness bracket. Oh, okay, that's great. We have baby animals uh, facing off against hey, each other. That's a feel good. Okay? That's an mm-hmm. oxytocin. Yeah, it's like an event that they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Can I ask you something quickly? Yes. What animal represents Gonzaga? This has been today's... Uh, mention of Gonzaga? Uh, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but now that I am, I would say probably the baby flying squirrelet. Oh, okay. That's kind of cute. The little uh, pocket squirrels? UCLA, oh, I'd great. like to I'd like to represent as the baby slothlet. Okay. Which oh, I wait, have... Are you saying the animals have yeah. not been assigned yet? Yeah. I'm confused. I thought it's you not were an animal animals. for every team. Instead oh, okay. of teams, it's yeah. baby animals. How about Got the yeah. big red-ass baboons? How about them? You ever seen those on National Geographic? No. I oh. know exactly what kind of nature documentary to put together for you. Okay. I got to call up Larry Flint Productions <laughs> right, to put done, that guys. one for you. We are Wait, so done. but I didn't talk about what's coming oh, up real, on the show. Really quickly, because okay. I want to give you plenty of time in the first segment. Just ask Robin. Go ahead. <laughs> You're right. We're done. <laughs>
Go to the news. All right. Uh, coming up, Gary and Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, have a good show. Thank you, sir. KFI AM 640.